Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're super excited. We are taking on a worthwhile endeavor at Life Success and Legacy. Our intention is to honor Nelson Nash, the man, as well as the infinite banking concept. We're going to create a series of resources, including podcasts and text, as a resource for others who want to truly understand with depth and clarity what Nelson shared in his book, Becoming Your Own Banker, as well as the many seminars and think tanks that we were fortunate to have attended during his life. So who is this intended audience? Well, we will use Nelson Nash's own words. It is written for the layman, not for financial advisors, but all life agents should be thoroughly knowledgeable of its content and practice. So whether you are an individual, part of a family, a business owner, or a life insurance agent, this is for you. So sit back, relax, and we will walk you through becoming your own banker step-by-step so you can reference the parts you want to revisit at your own pace. And we might have a little fun along the way. So this is Chris Bay, and I'm here with Mike Everett, um, the founder of Life Success and Legacy. And as the intro said, we are taking on an endeavor. Um, It's kind of a big uh, piece of work. But what we want to do is walk through Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. And uh, part of the reason we want to do this is, one, to honor Nelson and his work. But two, um, we, especially Mike Everett, had the opportunity to attend many of Nelson's seminars, as well as think tanks over the years. And everyone should read Nelson's book many times, as he says. Um, But even if you read the book, there are pieces that you might not get that you would have gotten had you been in a seminar or attended a think tank with Nelson. So because we have Mike Mike Everett as a resource, we want to provide you some of that richness and that depth of who Nelson is and his ideas. So we're just going to start digging in. And what we're starting at is we actually have the fifth edition of Becoming Your Own Banker. And we're going to start with the introduction to the fifth edition. And I'm just going to read the first part of it. And we're going to start digging into it and breaking it down piece by piece. So, Mike, Becoming Your Own Banker, the infinite banking concept is a text for a 10-hour course of instruction about the power of dividend-paying whole life insurance. All right, so that right there, I'm guessing you could talk on for a long time, (laughs) right? Oh, my my goodness. (laughs) I remember – Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Well, I was going to ask you, because you attended – many of the 10-hour courses of instruction, um, even before there was the book out there, there was the course. Right. Can you give people a sense of what was that course like had they been able to attend? Oh, my goodness. I remember when we originally uh, um, started to do this. Now, keep in mind, the book was written in 2000. I got involved in 2005. And uh, this is before we knew what PowerPoint was or uh, Keynote. We didn't have any idea what this was. And Nelson had his great big file with all those little uh, clear plastic sheets. And that's the way he did it. We would have to get a... The old overhead projector. The overhead projector. (laughs) Yep. And 
and of course, you know me, that's a, that's a time consumption where I'm going, oh my gosh. But I remember the very first time I read this very first sentence. It's a text for a 10-hour course of instruction about the power of dividend paying a life insurance. I said, this is about life insurance? You have got to be kidding me. And of course, so many people, as they start to embark on this uh, endeavor of learning a little bit more about IBC, the infinite banking concept, and possibly reading Becoming Your Own Banker, that right there could be a, 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 a deal breaker. point. Yeah, yeah, a deal breaker. The very first sentence in the book. So let me just tell you, Nelson thought it was important in his seminars, in his book, to tell people it was a 10-hour course of instruction, but it's really about the power of dividend paying no life insurance. So he tells people on the very front end, it's about life insurance. And I go, you know what? In our boot camps, in our online webinars, we tell people on the very front end, this very sentence, because we don't want people to think that we're trying to pull something over on them. And that's the awesome thing about Nelson. He never was pulling anything over on Mm -mm. anybody. Mm -mm. He was so real and and just so matter of fact about it. And so um, I personally got benefit to learn from him. Yeah. Huge benefit. And for our listeners, that's when Mike starts getting quiet. The only time that happens is when he's getting emotional. (laughs) (laughs) We get a bad connection. Oh, Mike's just crying over there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, when I start to think about, you know, the mentoring that he gave me and the time spent, the investment he made in me, um, my want, my need, my responsibility to give back to not just a Chris Bay or a Mike Crawford or a Shelly Forbes, the people on our team, but to the people who are listening right now, it is a, it is at a high, high level that I feel this responsibility to give what's been given so freely to me. Absolutely. So I will add just a little bit, and this is as recent as this week. Um, As you just mentioned, it's about the power of dividend-paying whole life insurance. So for me personally, um, back in the day, doing the whole Dave Ramsey plan, had I read that, I probably, probably would have stopped right there. Just this week. I was on a webinar. It was a financial webinar. And the individual that was running the webinar mentioned infinite banking. And it was suggested as an alternative line of credit to use for investments. So all along, I'm with him. I'm like, yep, okay, I understand. I get how this could work. And then all of a sudden, that person said, we use indexed universal life as the policy. Mm. And I was like, what? (laughs) They're even using IBC in the language 
and then telling people that they're using indexed universal life, which the very first sentence of Nelson's book says, dividend paying whole life insurance. And I was just shocked. I was really surprised by that. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump ahead. So on page 39 of Nelson's book, he gives his own thoughts about universal life, indexed universal life, and variable life. And I would encourage anybody who has the fifth edition to go to page 39 and basically find out why UL, VUL, index UL, IULs are not good products. But yet everybody has their own way that they talk and educate people about the life insurance product as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sad. I'm sad for those people that choose that particular line because for me personally, I'm, I'm going down to the purity of what Nelson taught me about the infinite banking concept and the fact that he would never use uh, a UL or a VUL or an IUL. So that's just me. Yep. And we'll break that out. You know, as we get to that part of the book, we'll break that. It we will go in deep on that. Um, So Nelson says very clearly, it's not, this book is not a sales tool for life insurance agents. And as we said in the intro, it's really for the layman. And he says, it is education that the life insurance industry should have taught during the last 200 years. Unfortunately, the industry has concentrated on the death benefit qualities of the contract and has neglected to adequately describe the financing capabilities that it presents for the policy owners. My question for you, Mike, is why? Why do life insurance companies not teach this concept? Well, it's funny that you say that because I've got the word why written in the margin in my book. And underneath it, it says they didn't know. The the insurance companies are awesome at selling life insurance and, and, and creating a death benefit or a legacy through the death benefit with the life insurance product. But literally, what they haven't discovered is the financing capabilities of the policy itself. And this, gosh, we're not even, we're not even done with the first paragraph in the book. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and it's because the life insurance companies truly, truly did not know about all of the capabilities inside the life insurance contract itself. So that's, that is the number one reason why is because they didn't know. So, so now we, well, I'm going to, I'm going to expand on mm-hmm. that for a second. So, so when we have people actually come to us and I don't care if they're uh, uh, the people off the streets, people who found us through podcasts or people who have come to a boot camp, or even life insurance agents, we have to help them overcome some of the thought processes that they have been educated with themselves. And so really in the, in the midst of all of this, Nelson has said all along, one of the very first things, it's a matter of how you think. And if we're not thinking right, then there is no way that we're going to be able to educate and bring somebody along to help them understand 
really what's going on with the financing capabilities of the life insurance contract. It's pretty simple. Yeah, and then he follows up. He says, you know, ironically, even though they didn't talk, they don't describe the financing capabilities, life insurance companies must put premium income to work in various investments in order to pay the death claims. So life insurance companies are investing. They are financing things. And a lot of people want to know what are life insurance companies investing in? Can you touch on that real quick? Well, they have got stuff in super, super ultra conservative things. So, you know, if you look at the life insurance contract as a whole, you know, most of these companies are making anywhere from, and I'm talking about the life insurance companies, they're out investing in things that are getting anywhere from three to six to 8%, nothing much more than that. So bottom line is they are, they are investing the policy owners premium dollars into things that are not risky at all like bonds yep. yeah exactly exactly so you think about those bonds wh whether they're municipal bonds or you know big shopping centers or things like that they're they're three-year bonds 10-year bonds they're things that are spread out they're super safe they don't need great returns. They just need steady nope. returns. That's it. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, as as we're recording this, the beginning of April 2020, um, with COVID going on and with um, the stock market um, just tanking, so many of our clients are so grateful. We get text messages, emails, and phone calls all the time how grateful they are that their money is not in the market, that it is in yep. safe, steady growth, like what life insurance companies invest in primarily, you know, 90 plus percent is in bonds. Yeah. That means that their money is not at risk at all. That's right. So um, this whole book is about um, our need for finance during our lifetime, which is much greater than our need for protection. Talk a little bit about that part of what he, Nelson's talking about. Well, so all the life insurance people, and I, I've been guilty of this, by the way, because I've been in the insurance industry for 30 plus years. Somebody comes in to talk to me about, uh, about life insurance. What are they looking for? They're looking for death benefit. But, you know, back when we first had children, you know, I was 25 years old. And then, uh, then that was Kurt, and then Kara came along six years later. So I'm looking at the fact that, you know, if you take me out of the picture, I want to make sure that I plan well for my family. So what did I need? Life insurance. I needed death benefit. So one of the things that I didn't think about was, oh, I was buying houses. I was buying cars. I was financing life through credit cards and loans at the bank, whether it be, uh, whether it's for personal or business didn't make any difference, but yet here I am now 40 years later and I'm still alive, but yet I bought, <laughs> bought a ton of houses. I bought a ton of cars. I've sent kids to college. I've gone on vacation. I've, I've spent money on zillions of different things. And it wasn't until I was 50 years old that I realized, oh my gosh, 
my need for financing over my lifetime has been much greater than my need for protection. I just was talking to a young man up at the car dealership and, and I looked at him and I said, so if I had to ask you right now, what was more important to you, cash or life insurance death benefit, what would you say? And he said, well, cash. And I said, how about the guy who's getting ready to turn 65? Is it cash or, or life insurance death benefit for me? And he said, well, death benefit. And I looked at him and I go, Aaron, does it look like I'm getting ready to die? He said, no. And I said, well, why wouldn't it be, why wouldn't it be cash for me? So you see, we need cash from right now till the day we die. We only need death benefit one day. And it's not for me. It's for the people that I love and care about. So by utilizing your system to finance the things of your life, things think about the dollars that have been going out the door to everybody else. If you were turning around and financing those things in your life, how much money would be coming back in the door that you would be depositing back into a system that you owned and controlled but then on top of that, you have the availability to use those dollars again and again to finance the next thing you choose to purchase. You don't look like you don't look like you're ready to die. However, death benefit is an important thing. And Nelson says if you solve for your financing needs using whole life dividend paying life insurance. You'll end up with more life insurance than the companies will issue on you. For the people who don't understand how that works, why is that true that you'll end up with more life insurance than they would actually issue on you? Well, a lot of it has to do with the internal design of the policy. Um, you know, and, and we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on this in, in a, a podcast, oh, a couple of months down the road, but Really, what you're doing is you're re-engineering or redesigning the internal workings of the policy and not putting so much emphasis on the death benefit, but putting more emphasis on the cash or the cash value available in the policy. So redesigning or re-engineering the internal workings of the policy is really what makes this thing sizzle. And then on top of that, you have some dividends that are going to be coming along the way that are purchasing additional life insurance. So as you get down the road, not only is the thing growing because of the design, it's purchasing additional life insurance. So, you know, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now, when you turn around and die or graduate, you got a death benefit that literally goes to your family income tax free. But, because of the way we designed the policy, we de-emphasize the death benefit pretty, pretty significantly. So chances are in the early ongoings, a person's not going to purchase enough infinite banking style policy death benefit. So we have to make sure that we are, are, are taking care and that we are making sure that if something did happen to either the husband or the wife or the spouses, we want to make sure that the dollars, if something happened to them prematurely, we want to make sure that the dollars that are coming from the life insurance policies are significant enough to make sure that happens. And you can't always do that on the front end. So that's why we have introduced 
um, convertible term life insurance to where they can buy a IBC style policy and then throw some term along with it. There's all kinds of ways to play the game. And we want to make sure that the game that we are playing is, is 100% designed and for our clients and their needs. So the IBC policy, as the company makes money, because we only work with mutual companies, as the company makes money, those dividends are then sent back to the policy owners. And what we choose to do is turn that into paid-up life insurance, which creates an ever-increasing amount of death benefits. And so that continues to grow. You also mentioned the convertible term, which means you can set yourself up where you've got plenty of death benefit, but you also have the potential of guaranteed insurability and the ability to convert term into whole life down the road. So really what you've set up with a coach like us is a a never-ending potential of expanding your IBC system for financing as well as death benefit. Yes, and and you okay. could do that all without without proving insurability. So yeah. you know you get down the road six, eight, ten years, and all of a sudden you got cancer. We have the ability to be able to convert sections, a little or a lot of this, into IBC style policies without them saying, "Oh, by the way, I got cancer." Well, the insurance company doesn't care at that point because right. of the way we've designed the system for the individual. Yeah. So. Um, Nelson talks about how most people understand you can borrow from a whole life policy. I mean, you hear about all right. the stories of uh, Walt Disney or farmers who had borrowed against their whole life policies. And those were traditionally designed policies that took forever to build up any cash value. But he says, but because of their, they, they are not able to borrow very much because of how little premiums they pay. Can you talk a little bit about that mindset that most people have and how we help them get to the place where they understand that this is actually a deposit into their banking system? It, it truly is. Um, I, I'm, going, I'm going down to uh, Nelson's five main principles. Mm-hmm. Number one, we've got to help people think long term. Obviously, we've got to help people think future generations. So, And you've heard say this hundreds of times, when we start working with families, we're thinking two and three generations from now. But then coming back to exactly what you're saying is that because how little premiums they've paid, we have all been taught to put as little as we can into premiums. And what does that usually have to do with? Term life insurance. But yet the term life insurance effect is really It's like renting an apartment. You have absolutely no equity in it. So what we do is we, Nelson's second principle is be generous in capitalizing your system. So if we help people understand how the infinite banking concept works and how we are going to design a a plan or a strategy for them, then we've got to be able to educate them at a very high level on how the policy works, why we design the policy exactly what how we do, but then show them the access to those dollars. So if you want to be able to access a certain amount out of your IBC system, 
then you've got to have a certain amount in. It's really, Nelson used to say, um, think about your checking account. How big a check can you write on your checking account? Well, how much do you have in it? <laughs> the infinite banking concept, life insurance policy, whole life insurance policy is exactly the same way. If you are going to borrow X number of dollars out of your system, then you have to have X number of dollars in your system. You can't just willy-nilly write a hot check off of your IBC system unless those dollars are available. And that's part of what we do at Life Success and Legacy when we design their system. And of course, we, this 10-hour course of instruction, I'm going to get back to it for a second. We literally, when we when we educate our clients, we spend, and I'm going to just throw this out, somewhere between 10 and 15 hours per family or per individual before we will allow them to move forward with the infinite banking concept and how they want to work with life success and legacy. We are an educational organization. We believe this at a very high level. You'll hear me say high level at all the time because of the investment that we make in people. Um, if, if you just go to our to our mission statement. We want to inspire financial hope and freedom by revealing little known truths about money while investing in trusting long-term relationships. We truly want the long-term relationship to be at the crux of everything that we do as we're educating our clients. So back to how little people pay in premiums. It's because that's exactly what we got taught by everybody in the life insurance industry, the companies, the insurance agents, the, the financial gurus out there are saying, you know what, you only have to put this much in there. Well, if this is a the infinite banking concept and you own the banking system, which just happens to be dividend paying whole life insurance, but you own the banking system. How big do you want your deposits or your premiums to be if you own if you own the bank? I want mine to be as big as possible. So part of our educational process is we have got to help them understand the reason why they have limited access to money is they've put limited amounts of money in there. And so you think about financing, uh, you know, major things in their lives. Washer dryers, uh, uh, purchase of four car, uh, four tires on a car or a car or a boat, a motorcycle, a home. Well, if you're going to get it done, then you've got to increase the amount of your capitalization into your system. So you have to be as generous as possible. That's good stuff. So we'll wrap up this first um, section of the introduction to um, Nelson's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, with this. Um, in, in a sense, we are trying to carry on what Nelson was irritated by, and that is this. The fact <laughs> that the principles have been there all along and no one taught them to me makes me rather angry. Had I known them, life would have been much simpler and much more profitable. Someone should have recognized them and taught them long ago, 
but this didn't take place because of the mindset that predominates in the entire financial world. We, <laughs> we are simply carrying on what Nelson discovered and doing our best to teach everyone about what he discovered through the infinite banking concept. Thank you for joining us for this first section of uh, the Nelson Nash Becoming Your Own Banker. This was the introduction to the fifth edition. We're going to continue in the introduction with our next podcast, um, where we will take up right there on the very first page. Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, if you have not gotten yourself a copy of Nelson Nash's book, uh, Becoming Your Own Banker, you can get that at lifesuccesslegacy.com. And we have many other resources there for your learning. Thanks for joining us.